Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Good morning and welcome to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Dump. His name is Jared Kruger. Jared, how's it going, man? It's pretty good, Alex. It's a Friday. We're recording this on a Friday night. It's about 13 till uh, midnight. So you are getting this fresh. 13 off the till midnight? Yeah. Well, you, we're going to gonna rain man through this segment. All right, let's go. It's all about numbers, man. You know, shout out to, to some of the guys I've been hanging out with lately. They're all about numbers between you and, and, and a longtime listener of our podcast, Ethan. Uh, thanks for always listening. Um, but, you know, it's all about numbers. And, uh, you know, my boy Derek Jeter got inducted in the Hall of Fame this week. Uh, say what you want about his range and war or whatever. But, you know, 13 <laughs> is the guy that almost ruined the Yankees, uh, Alex Rodriguez. Boy, you, you really just tempted me to slander A-Rod in, in praise Jeter instead. Uh, dude, you, you, I love Jeets. I will I, always love him. Um. But yeah, he was the guy. I, I he's why I'm here. He's why I love baseball. He's why I played it. He's why I wear the number two. You know, I grew up um, to quote a movie, um, the other guys. But he's a biracial angel, and I, I truly believe that. But you know what, Alex? Enough about me. Let's talk about you. You are, you know, you're you're Alex Stump, and you are quarantining. Yeah, yeah, isolating. I, I learned there's a difference between quarantining and isolating. You isolate whenever you have the the positive test. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine throughout all this. Uh, stinks. <laughs> yeah, stinks. But you know, I, I'm I'm feeling fine. I'm symptom free. It's just carving numbers into my wall for how many days I've been in isolation and when I'm allowed to go free again. I, it's weird missing a homestand. I can't remember the last time I missed a a homestand. Even back whenever I was freelancing for a couple years beforehand, it's been. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, no, I, I, and I'm sure, man. I mean, you're always there. You're, you practically live there. But I'm glad that things are going well for you. Uh, obviously, I wish you the best and hope you feel better as soon as possible. Uh, you still owe me a Kerr Burger, though their season is running short. We'll talk about that here um, in the second segment. But the show goes on even with us, you with you isolating. And, and the Pirates are at home, and, and the Nationals are in town. And that brings back an old friend of the, of the team and the organization, Josh Bell. Yeah, who, you know what, went deep on Friday night. Nationals lost anyway. You know, that's that's about as nice of a reunion as you could hope for if you're the Pirates. Like, yeah, he shows, you know, uh, he gets a nice moment. He gets to doff the cap. He gets the tribute video. But, you know, Pirates end up winning in pretty impressive fashion, but not to focus on the win. Just Josh Bell. Jared. I don't know if there's a better way to ask it than just this. Should Josh Bell still be a pirate? Well, I think the question we can turn it into, would he still be a pirate if he would have been on this team this year? 
I think, you know, he's a guy that probably would have gotten traded at the deadline. Should he still be there? I mean, what are they missing? They, I mean, obviously, like, Moran has been injured most of the season. and It's been kind of first baseman by fire, um, you know, because of that. So, and, you know, coming into the season, you expect Colin Moran to be your everyday first baseman. And, you know, where, where's Colin Moran going to play if Josh Bell's there? And, you know, and you're eventually going to have to pay Josh Bell. But you turn him into some prospects, and, and here we are. He's playing for the Nationals, and, you know, he has it's, – it's a great thing for the Pirates. He has success, and the Pirates still win, which is something they've been doing rather, rather well since you've been gone. Yeah, yeah, don't remind me. I go on that Chicago trip, and it was just absolute <laughs> – it was a it was a slog. That was as bad a baseball trip as we've seen in a while. But what you're what you're saying about Josh, I'm I'm staying on I'm staying on Josh Bell. I know we'll just now that we're nine minutes till midnight, as Jared would say. We, we, Alex we'll can figure out a clock. I'm so proud of him. It, it's it's digital. For Josh Bell, they already did trade him for a couple prospects, and. I'll be honest, this, is, this has been his second best year in the major leagues, and, I, and it's not even particularly close. The reason why, not to just read off war leaderboards or whatever, this has been the second year in his career he's ever been worth, you know, one whole war. This has been the second time. And even now, he's a two-war player. He is less war than Hayes this season. In, you know, 100, in like 40 more games. So we're talking about, oh, Hayes is having a disappointing season, but Josh Bell, the guy who was supposed to be this face of the franchise that people claimed was going to be this face of the franchise, here he is at 28 having his second-best season, and even then it's just kind of a little better than average. So I, I don't know. I We can talk about Colin Moran. We could go down the rabbit hole with the Yoshi Sutsugos and stuff like that, but I, I just think it was the end of the road for Josh Bell. And not to say that, you know, the trade was great. Like, Will Crow, I, I've written now, I've basically just surmised, like, let's just make him a reliever. Let's see if he can pump 94, 95 and keep that, you know, good changeup going in a relief role. And Eddie Eaton is someone who probably, if he is a major leaguer, he'll be a reliever. Now, with that said, he's He's pumping close to triple digits, you know, as going multiple innings. He's got some, he's got a good breaking pitch. I see him as a reliever, but basically the trade is for two relievers, one who is major league ready, one with higher upside, but with far lower, lower ceiling. It's not a sexy trade, but it's the one trade along with Adam Frazier where I can't fault Ben for just taking the best offer that he was given. No, and that's right. I mean, obviously the feature here is Eddie Heat. I mean, that's, I, I don't think, I mean, obviously you love the fact that Will Crow is able to come in and pitch in the majors. Um, he's major league ready, obviously, but, and you know, he's had mixed results and I do think that he's going to be a reliever. Um, and the same thing with Yeen. I mean, you got a power fastball like that, man, you're going to be, you're going to be crazy out of the pen. You're going to be in, in good shape out of the pen. And I think that's something that's, you know, useful, um, especially a couple of years down the line, because, He's obviously in Bradenton. So, and then the Pirates have shown, obviously, they've been deliberate in, in promoting people, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, you see that with that Greensboro team. You know, they're, they've got the guys that probably should be in double A this year. And same thing with Altoona. You know, Cruz, if he doesn't get hurt, I think he's in triple A. Contreras, you know, G1 Bay uh, is a guy too that could be in triple A, but they didn't. 
and they just kind of just they're they're not fast tracking them they're just going through it and being very deliberate and i think that's the important thing for them and that's something obviously we'll probably get to here in the next segment but yeah i mean you had to do you had to make this move i mean you're going to make it eventually and if this is the best option on the table you get two future relievers one that's ready now and one that's you know ready in a couple of years and you know you see what happens because you're not going to resign them and honestly he's a player that probably need a needed a fresh um a fresh outlook and, and a fresh new situation and and the nationals haven't been the greatest by any means um which kind of makes some of his quotes uh kind of funny uh, to begin with and wanted to go to a winner but you know that's, that's i don't baseball. fault him for that one no, like and, people, and I, people I love dunking on josh fell for he didn't say that publicly he he was telling friends and his friends were the ones who blabbed like what what is josh bell supposed to say right. like no, it was it was kind of ridiculous to, to think the 2021 nationals were going to be contenders but you know they were a year removed from winning a world series it's not that unreasonable a sentence no right and honestly everybody wants to win i mean losing yeah. is losing is mentally exhausting it it, it it is no matter what area of sport from little league to major league to everything in between losing is, is is unbearably frustrating and the amount of losing the pirates have done with and without josh bell is is brutal and and painful and everything you know so yeah i don't fault him at all either it just kind of makes it interesting and, and funny to me but you know, you wish him all the best, and and he's one of the lone bright spots in a pretty dismal year for the Washington Nationals. Yeah, and you can talk about all the losing he did in Pittsburgh, but I, I refer you to you again, twenty twenty, a year where I, we can look back at, on it and laugh now, but that twenty twenty team, all they had to do was you know. <laughs> It, it, it they were they finished 10 games out of a playoff spot for as bad as they were and i'm not saying it's all on josh bell but you look at the performance of a josh bell and that's a couple wins right there that's a couple games you could have swung in back in that favor like probably not enough not enough like it would have taken a healthier team and like reynolds and newman and bell to all you know get off the schneid and actually have you know 2019 duplicated seasons and all that type of stuff I, I don't know. I have a hard time whenever a guy has one season where he was worth one full war in Pittsburgh and be like, boy, I'm glad I'm going to play for a contender and, you know, never won in Pittsburgh. It's like, well, there was a lot of eggs in your basket, Joshua. That's that's not fair, but it's kind of. No, and, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, sometimes greener, it's not always greener on the, uh, or the grass isn't always greener on the other side, but you know, you go to a team and you hope for the best, you know, you, you look at some of the guys that came from the Astros, you know, the year after they won the world series and, and, and look at look what they've done. And, and obviously some of them aren't, aren't around anymore. Jason Martin uh, is one of them, but yeah. you know, you know, it's just one of those situations where, yeah, you hope that these teams and Joe Musgrove too, but you hope that, that you come back and yeah, you want to be a contender. You want to win games. You're, you're paid to, to perform and, and, you know, wins are obviously the result that you want. Winning makes you more money. So everybody wants to win, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. And I, so I think a fair question is who is closer to competing right now, the nationals or the pirates pirates. I can't think of too many organizations that are further away from competing than the Washington nationals. Like, even the Orioles for as horrible abomination of baseball they are right now, they at least have through sheer incompetency of a major league product, 
hoarded this great talent of minor leaguers, not even really through trades or development. It was just, you know, they always had like a top three pick. And it's like, well, so far they haven't really missed, you know, those type of guys. Maybe if a Rutschman or someone bombs, we have a different conversation. But, yeah, I, I look at some of the teams. I have a hard time accepting anyone being further away than the Nationals. Um just running through my head right here. The Cubbies are going to be bad for a while. The Diamondbacks are going to be bad for a while. The who in the American League? Oh, I don't. The Royals, I don't think are that great. No, but they at least have like Wit coming up soon, and right. know, yeah, they still have a decent. Core. And the Royals are going to do something stupid, like they're going to sign Cody Bellinger for ten million dollars this offseason and be like, <laughs> "Well, it didn't work with Benintendi. It will this time." That's right. And, you know, and Minnesota's pretty down too. But Minnesota at least has, you know, some good players and they've got a good player development system there. Like this, this was a weird year. The twins just, twins are a weird franchise. Every once in a while, they just crap the bed and you got to deal with it. And then the other year they'll win 90 something games and lose to the Yankees in the American league divisional series. Every year. It seemed like that was the early two thousands in a nutshell was, you know, Joe Mauer and the twins. It's still going on now. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's true. And you know, it's that, but you're right. Baseball is weird this year. You know, it's very, very streaky. The Yankees have gone on tears, both wins and losses. The pirates have gone on a lot of losing streaks, but it's strung together a couple wins, never three in a row, but, or not necessarily three in a row, but no no sweeps yet. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just a very streaky year. And obviously the, the, Orioles have one of the worst losing streaks of in all of baseball ever. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that's, it's baseball and, and it, it's that, but that there's also trickled down to the minor leagues and, and just kind of the wacky season that, that they're having and, and really that they're going to be, that's going to be finishing up here in the next few weeks. See, we drifted. I knew we were going to drift. <laughs> we did anyway. So just to put a quick bow on top, of the Josh Bell situation. I'm glad he got that Homer on Friday night. I'm glad he got to doff his cap and do everything. Josh Bell for a couple years was a big part of the pirates. And he, even more so he was a big part of Pittsburgh. Like this was someone who really did a great job to throw and just threw himself into the community. The type of guy that you would want from it. I just have a hard time accepting a lot of like the face of the franchise talk. Right. And, and I don't think that, you know, it, some of the, most of the time, that's not fair. That's not fair to, to a lot of people because sometimes, you know, they don't want that, but at the same time, you know, Josh Bell handled himself with class and dignity and, and was a consummate pro. And, and if we're as good as he is on the field, he's even better off of it. And I think that's really what makes him the person he is and the player that he is. I mean, he could easily have gone to Washington and within the trade and, and come back and nothing would have happened, but for him to get the recognition that he deserved tonight or on Friday night, I think it was well-deserved and you know, you wish him the best and, and hope the best for him. And hopefully he has a great career and, and hope that it all works out. Hey, we're going to take our first commercial break. Whenever we come back, we're going to have a little bit of minor league talk. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. 
You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later. Jared Krugar there, Alex Stump here. Jared, Baron Charrington did a, did a Zoom with local media on Friday afternoon where he said there is nothing on the horizon whenever it comes to more September call-ups, people who haven't been there but maybe would want to get a call. Now, that was obviously before Brault exited Friday's game with an with a injury. So Ben did give himself the the loophole. There's always going to be some pitching that comes up. So you can count, you know, whatever's going on there. But position player-wise, it kind of looks like this is more or less the group. So with the exception of maybe we'll see another pitcher or two get cycled through here before the end of the year. Have these September call-ups been at all surprising? Is there anyone that you thought maybe deserved an opportunity that didn't get one? I mean, yeah, to an extent, but I, I, they don't, they aren't as surprising as some might think. You know, we talked about Cole Tucker. This is kind of his, his, you know, his chance. Can he hit? Can he can he consistently hit? We talked about this on the podcast, and I thought we knocked that right out of the park um, to use a baseball term because this is a baseball podcast. But I mean, you maybe Jared Oliver, but if you're going to bring up Jared Oliver, you already have a Cole Tucker. So, I mean, I don't really think that they should have brought up anybody else. I mean, you're going to keep the, the, the line of pitchers open because yeah, everybody seems to, to be going on the seven day IL or 10 day IL, you know, every other, every other day. And, and I think that's just them circumventing some things. And I mean, you know, I have a blister, so I'm going to go on the IL and get, we're going to get another guy up here and get them some opportunities and, and just be kind of creative about the roster. Um, but I mean, who else would there have been in AAA? I mean, uh, I, I can't think of anybody, you know, obviously, you know, the, the sexy picks would be Castillo cause he's hot at AAA and was hot in double a, but I don't think he's ready for the major leagues yet. Um, nor do I think they should just, <laughs> just rush him up there. Um, probably could have seen Rodolfo Castro again, but again, if you have a Tucker, there's no need for a Castro and, you know, Marcano, no, he's not ready yet. Um, but 
you know, hey, it's Ben Charrington's world and we're kind of living in it as far as he's going. And I, I like what they did. You know, Shelby Miller, I think, is, is not the sexiest of, of picks. But at the same time, it's a tryout for him. This is this is a tryout, maybe not for the Pirates next year, but but for the rest of the rest of baseball. So and, it, and that's what this is for the last few weeks of the season for these guys is getting these guys the looks that they deserve and and, you know, building for next year. I'm going to preface this with saying there is no one in Indianapolis who hasn't already been up in the major leagues where I would say bang the tables or, or, or something alike for them. Like, no, I, even the Diego Castillo, like rule five guy would have to be next year. So I, I could get the mindset of, we'll bring him up anyway, since he has to be put on the roster anyway, this off season. And, like, okay, I, I guess I can hear that, but, like, no, he just got called up the triple-A. What are we doing here? Like, I, I would rather see Cruz or Contreras, you know, even if it's just for, like, Contreras to go throw one inning, Cruz, you're only going to be used as a pinch hitter. And maybe if we had, you know, the old rules where teams could have 40-man rosters, but, you know, the league changed that. And it's down to 28. And that creates some challenges that have been well documented by this point. So I, I can't really think of like I I can't really think of anyone that's like, oh man, we we need really needed to get Bly Madris major league at bats. Like, did, did Bly have a good season in AAA? Yeah. Like if he did get selected to the roster, I, I wouldn't blink twice about it. But it's not like you, you simply cannot finish the season without getting eyes on, on Bly Madris. No, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, if you're going to pull up some of those guys, they're going to, they, you should play them every day, right? The guys that we're yes. talking about. Yeah. And, and which, and, which they have basically been doing. Cole Tucker right. has been in the lineup every day. Shelby Miller has been pitching in higher leverage situations. That's what you should do with these guys. Right. And that, I mean, Ben Sherrington said it at, at length multiple times. They want to challenge guys, not overwhelm them, you know? And listen, if you're going to bring up Diego Castillo, he's going to play, but who's he going to play over? You're not going to play him over Kevin Newman. You're not going to play him over Cabrian Hayes. Oh, why, why can't you play him over Kevin Newman though? <laughs> listen, you can, but you're, I don't think that they will. I, I, I agree. They won't. Right. But, but you, you can't say can't. You can't right. say can't. <laughs> Kevin Newman has, right now, over the course of the season, lost the, the can't argument for it. You can put him on the bench. Right. And okay. And if you're going to. Or, do that, or hell, you could option him if you really wanted to. Yeah. You, you, and, you, and yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and Blyman Dress, you're going to take playing time away from Brian Reynolds or Gamble or. Cole Tucker or whoever do you put out in right field? No. Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. Right. And you know, that's, I just don't see that as possible. This is kind of the antithesis of us beating the drum for Mason Martin to get called up to triple A. And, you know, we have kind of egg on our face or I'm on my face, especially, you know, pounding that drum on young bucks. Um, but you know, that's they're, they're like we talked about in the first segment, they're deliberate. They're going level by level. And I honestly don't mind it. Yeah. It, Listen, Indianapolis is the, probably the least amount of fun to, to, team to watch this year, having seen them in person. So also, sorry to Bradenton and, and Greensboro for not getting out to you. Um, but, you know, you'll find out why I said that in the third segment. But so, yeah, you want to have fun for those guys to, or to, to watch some of those guys play. But at the same time, keep them at their level. 
and and see them grow. But if you're going to bring up Diego Castillo, I would I'd much rather see O'Neill Cruz in, in limited action in the regular season than than Diego Castillo. And that's not a knock on Castillo, but it's hey, let's see what O'Neill Cruz can do and and see what happens. Yeah, like I like I said, a couple of bats. He's on the forty man. Someone like that. I mean, with the broad injury, maybe that makes Miguel Yahure puts him back on the menu, even if it's just going to be like, hey, you're throwing four innings and then you're done. It's a piggyback type of deal. I'll be fine. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I really want to see Miguel Yahure pitch in the you've major leagues one more that, time. You've been loving that since we started podcasting this year, this season. <laughs> and I don't blame you. Listen, see what you've got. And we talked about this last week. See what you've got because it's going to help them and the team next year, right? You call up a guy for the first time, it's it's mind-boggling. It, it's overwhelming at times. You know, you're not going to be a Rodolfo Castro that comes up and hits a home run and is for and you know for each of his first five hits. You know, there's a lot of struggles in there too, and we saw that, and that's why he's now playing every day in Altoona. And yeah, so you just listen, get them up there, see what they got, and, and go from there. It, it's this is for next year. Your this year is the end of this is building the start of the foundation and kind of clearing the ground if you're going to build a house, but you're kind of clearing the ground here and, and trying to start getting pieces for your foundation for next year. Yeah. And I, and I will say this just to, once again, I'm going to use the put a bow on this segment, you know, <laughs> say that one more time. Like we we've talked about, I know Alfred is in the September call up, but he was called up in August injured for a bit he's kind of a september ish call up cole tucker definitely again someone who's called up technically in august a september ish call up they're getting opportunities and like i'm not saying we'll get a definitive answer but or they'll get a definitive answer but it is it's that you'll you'll get something you know a little clearer of like how Cole Tucker's adjustments play in the major leagues over a month. That's something good to see. I think it's a little surprising that someone like Jared Alva isn't at least getting a look. And I think that might be telling that he might get Jason Martin off the roster, you know, once this season ends, but you also look at the outfield. So go Reynolds has to play every day. This is what you talked about. Anthony Alford has to play basically every day. And then you got Sutsuga and Gamble, you know, in right field, pretty much it's, not saying this is a stacked roster, but they kind of, I think, for the first time all season, have that opportunity lineup for for lack of a better way to say it. Like that, whenever Chavez comes back or whatever, that'll probably mix up some things again. But it's kind of like, uh, okay, what do you got, Cole Tucker? What have you got, Anthony Alford? What have you got, Yoshi Sutsugo? What have you... I could deal with those types of lineups for the month of September. No, and I think, and you're absolutely right. And I think that's one of the things that people might, when you look back at the 2021 season, is that that injury to Swaggerty at the beginning of the season is probably one of the most important pieces to this year, because he's a guy that I thought was going to come in and play he, well in AAA and then get a he call. He was. Yeah. He was. Like, I would have been shocked if, if he was healthy, if, if Travis Swaggerty wasn't a Major League Baseball player by now, even by – you know, the Pirates doing, you know, promotions at a glacial pace. We, we would have seen, you know, yeah. Travis Swarty in the majors. And, and probably before the All-Star break, to be perfectly honest with you. With, with probably. The, so, and, and, I, and 
yeah, those injuries, you know, that's something that obviously you're, you're not really thinking of, but that played a big part in this year and, and getting Alfred there and Gamble and, and everybody else that's playing in the outfield, because guess what? If Swaggerty comes in and, and plays well and stays up, one of those guys is expendable. Do you go out and get a Susugo? Maybe, maybe not. Do you go out and get some of those guys? Maybe, maybe not. So, you know, hey, it happens, and, and that's kind of the way that it, 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 the cookie crumbles in, in, uh, in, in seasons like this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to the Pirates Podcast we named later, formerly known as, well, when Alex said it, it was Pirates Podcast we named later. When I, when Alex and I did things, it was called Young Bucks. So September has been a month of change for everybody. And we mentioned September call-ups in the second segment. And you know what? Tomorrow, or today, I should say, Saturday, uh, September 11th, there will be a special September call-up to PNC Park from the staff of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network and website. That is not Alex. Alex is isolating. He is having fun pacing holes in his floor. And what that means I is, never said it was fun. Alex, just let me enjoy my moment of fame here. So as we talk in this podcast and we have fun here, you know, tomorrow it will be I who gets to grace the presence of the PNC Park press box. And, you know, I'm very excited to be a September call up on this site. Um, it's been a, it's been a wild month. Um, and, you know, it sucks that obviously I'm not going to be able to, to be beside one of my best friends and Alex, but I'm forever grateful for the opportunity that they've bestowed to me. And you know what? It gets me out of going to a Penn State game for the first time since 2016. There had to have been an easier way for you just to get, you know, your call up. You know, I probably didn't have to get into my car every every home game. But yeah, you're right. It probably would have been. But you know what? I, I've seen Rones or not Rones and Contreras, but Rodolfo Castro. Um, just wear out uh, Route 22 to get to Pittsburgh this year. So I figured, you know what? I'd take the double A to, to Major League route myself. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. Sorry I can't be there. Rocket, rocket these next couple of days. No, it's going to be fun. And, and, you know, we've got some things lined up. Obviously, I'll be there this weekend with everybody, you know, with football season kicking off. And, you know, I'm, I, I am not ashamed to say this after last night's game, which uh, on Thursday, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. Go ahead. I'm going to pause 10 seconds for booing. You know what? The Cowboys lost on national television and became like NFC East front runners that game. <laughs> Listen, the <laughs> NFC East is rough. The least. But- yeah, <laughs> rough. They they only have they have a football team in there. They have a football team. Singular. <laughs> they have Giants, Eagles, and Ryan Cowboys. But my fantasy team did well, so that's a plus. But um, 
but my t- since you know Thursday came and the, and my team played, I get to go in and and uh, cover the Pirates this weekend, and then I'm back on Wednesday. So I'm excited for the opportunity. The last time that I was at PNC Park was to film a movie, so it's nice to be visiting the set once again, albeit in a very different setting. You done flexing, Alex? It's hurt so much to flex as long as I have here. So let's t- let's change the subject because I hate talking about myself. Um, oh which you wouldn't have guessed that if you listened to this entire segment. No. Uh, random thought. True or false? Anthony Alford would have had a better year this year if Dustin Fowler was never in the picture and he was just given the left field job. Would have, what if he played like he has this in the majors all year long, or would he have still struggled in April and it would have still collapsed on him? Oh, that's a good question. I think, can, can, is there a third option with maybe? No, no, you have to do uh, one or the other. I would one say, or the other. I would say false because everybody struggles in April. And I think the struggles that he went through in April have helped him get to where he's at today. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. You, if people want to dig up old archived episodes of me back in Bradenton, I said you can't go into the season with Fowler and Alfred splitting time. One of them had to be. You know, just given the job. I do agree and, with that 100%. I do think that it and, should have been one of them. And boy, did that that backfire spectacularly. I don't know. I would have preferred to see Alfred for a whole year now because as good as he's looked at times over these past couple weeks and how the tools are just so loud, they're so good tools. I think if the Pirates would have had a whole season to look at it, that they would know better of, okay, he could be an outfielder or not. And now instead it's going to be that weird limbo of, man, do do they spend another year with this guy on the 40-man roster through this crunch going into next year is kind of the left fielder? It's going to be a little easier, I imagine, next year with Travis Swaggerty in the AAA. And if Alfred just does horribly, you could be like, all right, that's that's we'll go with Swaggerty, whatever. But still – no, you're right. I do think it would have been easier if, if it would have just been one or the other because the platoon historically hasn't really worked. I mean, some in certain situations, yeah, it's okay. But how many teams have a success, have success, major success even with a platoon, especially in the outfield? I think, you know, you're a baseball player, right? You're, you're a professional baseball player, major league baseball player. You should play every day. You and you get those everyday reps. Yeah. You know, I think, and I honestly think I, and I've probably said this countless times on this podcast, the, the baseball streak that or the record that's never going to be broken is Kyle Ripkins. You know, you have maintenance never. day, the bodies are different now and the main, the maintenance of the bodies is incredibly different. So, but my big thing is you're getting reps. You need to get those everyday reps. The platoon just does not help. I just don't think that the platoon is, is, you know, favorable. I mean, platoons can work, but it can't work whenever you're throwing, whenever you're taking two lottery picket, lottery ticket uh, waiver pickups and be like, you guys go and form a, a two, go form two one war outfielders in left field. And it's kind of like throwing a toddler into the deep end of a pool and hoping they come back up. You're throwing two in there, and is it going to sink and swim? Well, for a little bit, they're going to they're going to stay afloat, and then a lot oh. of times they're going to sink. What a beautifully dark metaphor that you just threw two in there <laughs> because there's no guarantee that one drowning means the other one has any better chance of not drowning unless they want to use that toddler as like 
driftwood or something. I don't know. That's right. But so this, speaking, this, this is a horrible episode. What has been up with these metaphors? I, I'm calling it here. Jared, I'm calling it here. The show's over. Before before we, we turn out the lights and shut the radio down and bring out the Shrek quotes or any other terrible movie quotes, I want to bring this statistic for a former pirate great. And by former pirate great, there is a, a significant level of sarcasm there. Although he, he had decent success. A relief pitcher for the Seattle Mariners is the longest active scoreless streak in, uh, in the American League. Casey Sadler, 17 innings scoreless. I just, wow. wanted, to, just wanted to bring that out there. Now, if you haven't watched the, the Mariners bullpen, they've been fairly lights out. They actually have two... Two there on the list with Casey Sadler and Drew, uh, Drew Steckenrider with 16 and a third. So good. That's good news for Casey Sadler. Obviously, you know, he was a pirate for, for an okay amount of time, but you know, obviously things are working out for him and that doesn't always happen with, um, with pirate, former pirate greats. But so, Alex, I think that's about it. That's it. All that's, right. I think that's how we, and we end on a good note. We got dark, real dark. And I think that's a little uplight, uplifting. Jared, you have to close this out. I don't trust myself. To, to, I, I am muting myself in three, two, one. Alex has actually muted himself. Uh, his screen has gone dark. But we thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Pirates podcast. To be named later on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network, please check out our other podcasts throughout uh, the podcasting network. We've got a ton of great content coming up that's going to get you geared up for hockey with uh, the podcast on Fifth Ave. And, you know, we just have a lot of great things going on with, with the podcast network, and we hope that you tune in and, and listen to those and give those the downloads and listens that they deserve. But for my, one of my isolated co-hosts, uh, Alex Dump, this has been Jared Pruger on the Pirates Podcast to be named later. We'll talk to you again next week.